Who was Jesus Christ before he became Jesus Christ? Learn how the answer to this question will affect your life next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The Apostle John had about as much depth, I think, as any writer of the Bible. He wrote the uh, Gospel of John, he wrote the Epistles of John, and he also wrote the book of Revelation. John had an unusually close relationship to Jesus Christ when he was on this earth. They spent a lot of time together, and Christ was preparing him for a work beyond what the other apostles would do. So he gave him a lot of instruction that was uh, really quite powerful. The first three Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, which are called the Synoptic Gospels mean essentially the same thing. They covered the special events of Jesus Christ when He was on this earth. But the Apostle John had a very different message in many ways. He wrote of the, the, really the uh, history of the Word, or the one who became Jesus Christ, God Himself, God in the flesh. And he didn't write his book until about uh, 30 years after those events, so he had a lot of time to contemplate what he was uh, writing, and also having that closeness to Christ, I think, gave him a lot of depth on this subject that I'm talking to you about today. In John, in just the Gospel of John 1 and verse 1, it reads this way, In the beginning was the Word, that's the uh, spokesman for the God uh, beings, the one that became the Father, and this one became the Son. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So here we have God and the Word, and uh, this was all a time before the angels were created, before the earth and the universe were created, or even time itself was created. The very foundation of uh, the beginning, as we understand it, and it's, it's absolutely essential that we understand this if we're going to be able to understand the vision of what this is all about and God's plan is all about. Westcott Commentary says in the Synoptic Gospels, there is no direct statement of the pre existence of Christ. So John did talk, he was the only one, really, that discussed the Word, and he did it in all three of his books. Uh, and again, that's, that's a time back when nothing had been created as we uh, understand it today, and even before uh, the Father and the Son. So the Synoptic Gospels discuss the history of Christ. And then John gets into, really, the history of the Word before there was any physical creation. And that's critical for us to understand and have a, well, like understand the beginning of the movie. If you don't understand the beginning of the movie, you're confused, you don't understand what's happening in the movie. And now, verse 2 the same was in the beginning with God. So the Word was with God. That means they were perfectly united for all eternity. Can you imagine that kind of unity? 
You see division all over this earth. But God and the Word were united for all eternity up until the rebellion of Lucifer. There was no disunity in the whole universe until that time. So God is trying to teach all of us how to have that unity today. And if you look around in this world, you know that's what we need uh, certainly as a high priority. But can you see why God and how God is going to unify us? This whole world, it's going to be unified in a way that is just filled with light and the darkness is removed forever. That's about to happen. You can read verses 4 and 5 where it talks about the darkness and the light. And uh, you can, we'll go on to see here that uh, the uh, Apostle John uh, captured the, wor the words eternal life. Then uh, in verse 8 of 1 John 3, I want to read that to you quickly. It says, He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. He did it from the beginning. You have to go back to the beginning to understand all this. And it will give you a greater vision than you've ever had in your life. I can guarantee you that. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that He might destroy the works of the devil. So we get back to the very time that Lucifer rebelled against God, and where the, the real sin began. Iniquity was found in him. So he was sent here to teach the government of God on this earth, and he rebelled against that and uh, really wrecked the universe in many ways. It was all because he wouldn't teach the government of God, and, and uh, what I'm talking to you about takes you back to that again at beginning. It says, from the beginning. John just keeps repeating that over and over. From the beginning. We have to understand the beginning to understand the future, or the whole movie, and especially the future, and how wonderful that is. What we need to do is understand this government. I'll just quote from an article we have for you that we'll send you. But it says that that means you must know that he was once a great cherub, that is Lucifer, who helped to cover God's throne, sitting right there over God's throne, being taught by God and shown how God uh, did his work for a long time, perhaps millions of years. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly the time span. But he was created for that responsibility, and he, he was. Uh, educated on how to rule the whole earth, the entire earth, and he failed to teach God's loving government. So you can see that God is saying, all right, well, after that happened, he has to begin to think about recreating himself in man. Because if the angels couldn't do it, then God knew that only He Himself could rule the universe, so He had to recreate Himself in man and make us sons of God. So it's all, see, the angels knew from the beginning this whole scene that we're concerned about today. So we see that uh, this is uh, 
really uh, getting into what our eternal life is all about. I want to just show you how deadly they have been, and Satan has been in this end time, of deceiving God's own people about this wonderful, miraculous future that is just awesome beyond words. In Revelation 3, verses 14 through 16, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things, says the Amen, the faithful, and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's taking us right back to the beginning of the creation of God. And if we don't have that, well, we're going to, be, we're going to rebel against God. That's what he's telling his own people right here in this end time. This prophecy is specifically for the end time that we're living in today, and very close to the Second Coming. He says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. But God is saying, okay, the, the reason the, these people, these Laodiceans, became lukewarm and rebellious toward God is because they lost that vision of the creation of God, that, or that foundational beginning, which gives you such great vision. They, they lost that, and they rebelled against God. Ninety-five percent of God's own people in this end time have done that, because Satan has deceived them. So, again, it's taking you back to the time, really, before the angels were even created, and uh, these God's own people have lost that wonderful truth, and there is no excuse for it. If you look at the uh, beginning of the creation of God, it actually uh, is getting back to that time of the, the Word and God, uh, the Word being the spokesman for the two of them. They are Logos. The word just means is Logos that many people use in in discussing this. So, whenever you see Satan can deceive you about that foundational beginning, then he can lead you astray. You'll lose this great vision that that gives you about where this is all going and why it, why God did all that. Why did the angels fail and why did God create man? He didn't decide to create man until after the angels sinned, one-third of them on this earth that could not rule the earth and God wasn't going to let them rule the universe. So He had to recreate Himself. That is explained throughout the Bible. This, this Word became flesh. He was God in the flesh. Jesus Christ came to this earth in the flesh. So here today we ought to be keeping that same government, and it keeps us focused on an eternal future. Now let's look at 1 John 1 and verse 1. That which was from the beginning, here we go again, from the beginning, John kept pushing back to that, and he's the only one that did do it in this way, the only one that even mentions the Word in the Bible, because he's really getting into a lot more depth than you'll find in most books of the Bible. And I think that was given directly to him when Christ was on this earth. 
but here from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. Now notice this, which we have looked upon, or gazed upon, it should be. They just gazed at this, this, the Word, this God that came to earth. And they, they, they were able to handle Him, touch Him. He said, and our hands have handled of the Word of life. They actually were able to handle the Word of life, this, this God that came to the earth to give His life for the sins of mankind so that they could be reconciled to the Father with the Holy Spirit of God. But this is almost surreal when you think about it. What, what you mean that? These, these men were just, just mesmerized by the, the God Himself being here on this earth with them. And they just wanted to touch Him and feel Him and, and kind of handle Him and see, well, what is there about this man that's different? Well, the physical was all the same, but the spiritual was very different. And what a vision he had for all these men. Notice 1 John 2, verses 13 through 14, and then verse 24. I'll read some of this to you. He said, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. There it is again, from the beginning. Get back to the beginning so that you can understand the whole movie. And this is a magnificent movie like you've never heard of before in your life, a spiritual movie as it were. And he said, I have written unto you fathers, and the young people earlier he said, and you, you have known the Father, I have written unto you, because you have known Him that is from the beginning. Going again, you've known the Word that came to this earth and became Jesus Christ. You've known that, and he's talking to the fathers. He's getting into the family of God. He goes on to say, Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. Well, now it's getting down to the family. Look at uh, Hebrews 2 and verse 10. He's, uh, God says He's going to bring many sons into glory. Father, Son, millions and billions of more sons. That is God's plan. He's opening that up to the very family of God, to more sons. That is, they're sons of God, God beings, created as the very family of God. So this was the Word from the beginning, you see, before anything else was created. Now, if you Think about the family of God, and the good news, the gospel is the good news of the coming family of God, or kingdom of God. But it's a family that's going to rule over this earth, and they're going to be God's sons. So, I mean, that is just mind-shattering if you think about it, if you really get this, and you have to study material to really get it deeply into your mind. But God is bringing many sons unto glory. And when God says glory, He means glory. Glory like you've never even heard of before. Mr. Armstrong talked about this and explained it throughout 
his, his life, and he, here's a quote, he said, Now came the crowning pinnacle of even God's unmatched creative power. Now came the very zenith of all divine accomplishment. Now came a project so awesome it is hard for the human mind to grasp. Hard for the human mind to grasp. It is that deep. And Jesus Christ helped John to understand that when He was spending all that time with Him on this earth before He left and before He was crucified. But then verses 8 through 11 talks about from the beginning. 2 John 5 and verse 6 talks about as you have heard from the beginning, just over and over and over. So he's the only writer in the New Testament to designate Christ as the, the Word, or to even talk about the Word and explain it and show us what it means and what a vision it is. If you see that foundation there, then you understand what God's plan is. What is He doing? Why did He uh, decide not to use the angels to rule the universe? Why did He have to decide to create Himself in man, in the very family of God? That is just stunning if we really come to grips with it. We wrote here in the last hour, remember the price that was paid for your sins? That is what you need to remember. From the beginning you need to understand deeply who died for you. They were just touching this man who came to the earth to die and pay the price for our our sins. It was a bloody, bloody sacrifice, and the greatest sacrifice you could imagine for your sins and mine. He paid for our sins so we could be a part of that family. The wages of sin is eternal death. That's what the Bible says. This understanding needs the deepest kind of emphasis in your mind. John is reminding us and himself who this Jesus Christ really was, who He was from the beginning. This is the being the Apostles had seen with their eyes and looked upon, or gazed upon. That's what a better word there, better translation. And their hands had handled. This was not just a man sent from God. This was one of the two great members of the God family who are eternal. John wanted to make certain he never forgot the whole wonderful story from the beginning. He just keeps repeating that over and over and over, and instead of having a man's view of what God is doing, you have the Creator's view of what He is doing, what His plan is. And I mean, that foundational truth from the beginning gives you a vision, an unparalleled vision, that you could have no other way. It has that much depth and meaning to it. See, why did he repeat that so much? John had some understanding here that was truly, truly deep understanding. Now let's look at John 1 and verse 12. But notice, but as many as received Him to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. It takes power to become sons of God. It takes spiritual power to do that. And God want, He's giving all of mankind this opportunity to be a part of His family. Magnificent glory that He's offering all of us. So 
If you look at in the Bible, you'll see the angels or the just these fiery beings. I mean, that that would make people fall over like they were dead if they saw them. But God never ever offered them an opportunity to be sons of God. You can read that in Hebrews one chapters one and two. You can read that for yourself. But He has called human beings. Is going to call them all of them in time, or give everybody an opportunity through three resurrections. Anybody who's ever lived is going to have an opportunity to become sons of God or a son of God. And then verse fourteen, it talks about the Word was made flesh. Well, to pay for our sins and and several other reasons. And see again. The, all of the, John just kept taking us back to that, and he said, "And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us." See, the God, this God, became dust and dwelt among us. So, the uh, this this understanding from the beginning is is something that is really uh, just very revealing, and it takes study. And it's hard to, for to come to grips with. It's so it's so absolutely majestic, and enormous, and glorious for man to understand this. See, God is is creating a family, and how uh, again you see. For all eternity, and God, until God created Lucifer, there there was nothing but unity and oneness and love all for all eternity. And then Lucifer, look what he did. He rebelled, and God gave him. Uh, he was really probably the greatest archangel he ever created. And God gave him this opportunity, and he rebelled just like Adam and Eve did when they were put on this earth. And now that this is all. Do you see the family of God is just going to expand into billions and billions of people. Notice John one and verse eighteen. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. You see here when Christ came to this earth, or the Word, and Christ was born of Mary, begotten by the Father through the Spirit of God. And then Jesus Christ was born. Then the Father, or the、uh, He became the Son of God, and the the God became the Father, Father and Son. And then opening up this all of this to many sons being brought to glory. How can anybody not be interested in this? It it is just something that that is mind splitting. I'll tell you, it's that. That great. I just think that God helped John get into a subject that is a mystery to this world. Frankly, it is a mystery to this world. God wants to doesn't want this to be a mystery to us. He wants us to understand it. This is our this is our future. There, it, it is. It's just so phenomenal. That many people think, well, that just can't be true because it, it, that that's just too much. How could man be used in a way like that? But God says He absolutely does, and you can prove it backwards and forwards and up and down and every other way. You can you can prove that to yourself. 
the Hebrew Greek key word study Bible defines it to declare thoroughly and particularly, unfolding through teaching. It all just keeps unfolding. And Jesus Christ came to this earth, and he was just a it was just a masterpiece of submission. He always obeyed his father and said, My father is greater than I. And he every, everything he did was to please his father. You talk about submission, no wonder God has given him rule over all the heavens and the earth under the Father's direction, though. And you can read in 1 John 3, verses 8 and 11, you'll, you'll see again, it talks more about from the beginning. And then 2 John 5 and verse 6 verses again talks about, You have heard this from the beginning when, when Christ came to this earth. From the beginning. That's what it says in 1 John 1 and verse 1. We, if we can understand that foundational meanings, meaning we can understand why the angels failed and how we can succeed and enter into the family of God. And those people that get out and declare this message today will become the very bride of Jesus Christ and sit on David's throne with Jesus Christ for all eternity just by getting this message out today. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Who was Jesus Christ before He became Jesus Christ? Learn how the answer to this question will affect your life. From the beginning, God and the Word dwelled together in perfect unity. For all eternity, these two all-powerful God-beings existed in total nothingness. No universe, no earth, no angels, no humans. How does this eternal prehistory relate to your existence? Don't you want to view the whole movie, so to speak, instead of starting it partway through? When he walked the earth, Jesus Christ gave John a special understanding of his former identity as the Word. The unfathomable depth of John's writings is unmatched in all the Bible, and it has everything to do with your purpose and potential on this planet and beyond. Request our free book, The Incredible Human Potential, to understand the staggering meaning of this physical life. A stunning sequence of events led up to the creation of human beings. You need to know this truth. Also request Gerald Flurry's free book, The God Family Vision. For infinity, God and the Word enjoyed a close relationship, but they were never officially a family until the Word became Jesus Christ in the flesh, until God became the Father and Christ became the Son. Why did these two perfect God beings decide to build a family? And why did they choose to do so through humans? How can you become a part of that family? No subject is more important than this. You will also receive our free reprint article, From the Beginning. Learn the plans devised, sacrifices made, and miracles worked by God and Jesus Christ all for you. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Incredible Human Potential, The God Family Vision, and From the Beginning, order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Incredible Human Potential, The God Family Vision, and From the Beginning, order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.